0: Yitzhak the son-in-law of Rabbi the brother-in-law of Rab Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal, he said that Chaydish Av has two names. Mishenichnes Av, Mematin Besimcha, and, and Menachem Av. He said that parents have to make sure that Mishenichnes Av, when the father comes home from work, the parents come home, it shouldn't be Mematin Besimcha, but it should be a Menachem Av. That a parent should be a parent that brings Nechama to a child. Children go through so much stuff and we have to make sure that they don't shut down and the party's over when mom and dad are around, but the opposite. We're their source of nechama for all the trials, tribulations, challenges, and pain that many of them go through. that's what you're doing here. You're opening up that cenar. You're opening up that pipeline. You're opening up that relationship. You're saying, I'm here for you and our relationship is more important than anything because when people drop that relationship... That's actually the kids who need us most. And then when they feel abandoned because of their bad behavior, it's their fault. So, right? It's actually not because they're behaving bad for a reason. But if we drop them and we show them, I'm less proud of you than your brothers and sisters, that actually doesn't have the effect that we once had 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. It has a reverse effect. We, they feel you're abandoning me in my time of need. So we have to make sure that we are a of. We're the source of nechama for our children. They can come to us to talk about whatever is bothering them, and they're not going to get these throw-out statements. Well, it's your fault, and I told you. And, uh, uh. We're going to keep the channels of communication open between us at all times, and we will be there for you. And one of the most powerful things you could tell your children is, I believe in you. I will support you, and I will never, ever abandon you. And that's really what Rav Pam said. They asked Rav Pam Zatzal, how should we deal with kids who leave the fold? And you can learn it, we've learned it together. We're not going to do the whole thing. But at the end, he says, my advice is, don't reject them. Don't push them away, throw them away, and don't abandon them. Now, abandoning somebody doesn't just mean physically, it means emotionally. They shouldn't feel abandoned from their parents. I know it's hard. They're not giving you the nachas that you invested so much time, money, effort, tefillahs, tears, everything. And they're not giving it to you now. But it's the best investment that you'll ever make. And you have to do that to keep them. Because as bad as they are, you have no idea what could be coming around the corner. We know now that kids who have the best relationship with their parents and their parents are a menachem of, those kids have the highest chance one day to get out of this mess and to make it back to being alive, to being healthy, to being clean, to being functioning, and to returning to Hashem as well. It's all the same derech. There's no forget about Yiddishkeit and work on menshlochkeit, forget about this, and it's all the same thing. When they feel good about themselves, yismach lev, Hashem. When I was by Reb Gershin Shlita, Reb Gershin Edelstein Shlita, Adar. And that's exactly what he said. Right away I asked him, how do you look at people who leave Yiddishkeit? How do you look at them? He said, Anusim. That's his, his look, the look of a Godol, the blick of a Godol. The way he envisions it is anusim. Right? Because you gotta be crazy to, to, to leave Yiddishkeit. You gotta be crazy to sin. Ein Adam Chayte el by person doesn't sin unless he has a Rachdos. Who are you fighting with? So he says right away, anusim. I said, how long could you be an Inus for? He said, it's no, no time limit. They're wrapped up in this, this insanity. They're wrapped up. They don't have a choice. So I said, so when are they gonna stop being an Inus? Look at the video that I have with him, it's beautiful. I said, when are they going to stop being an ironist? He said, when they're going to be Ruyig, when they're going to be calm, when they're going to be happy. Until someone is calm and happy, there's nobody to talk to. Until somebody has Olam hazeh, they can't think about Olam Haba. And that's actually brought down one of the reasons why Yitzchak wanted to bless Esav. And he wanted to give him all the brachas. Many Mepharshim say he knew what Esav was. The Neshach Alotair says, that he wanted to bless Esav with brachas begashmias, tremendous physical wealth. That's the bracha. You read it, a lot of us say it uh, Saturday night, Matzah Shabbos, Etin the whole thing, physical. He said he wanted Esav and his children to be so successful financially that they're going to be able to stop and say, why are we getting such bracha in this world? Must be that there's a God. It must come from our, our, our father, our grandfather, our great-grandfather, Yitzchak. They gave us these brachas and they're going to want to do tshuva. He said the way to make people do tshuva is by giving them success. So different than the world, the Gaisha world that tells us, oh, I'm not giving you money if you're not going to listen to me. And if you're not going to be what I want you to be, I'm going to make you miserable. I'm going to take away my love, my affection, my pride. My pride. I'm not going to give you money if you don't listen to me. Just today I got a text from somebody who's working with a, a family, and, and it's very, very painful. This mother's in a tremendous amount of pain. And she said, if my daughter goes ahead with this and this thing that she wants to do, I'm cutting her off. No money. You want, you want that? You want to make that decision? Whatever the decision was. No money. And this, this person working with her, a very top therapist, is begging her, saying, what do you think the result of that is going to be? We have to be result-oriented. Do you think the result is going to be that she's going to say, wow, I have no money, I'm so sorry, I'm going to come crawling back to my mommy. When is the last time that a kid came crawling back to their parents? 1964, probably. They asked her, Yitzhak Shiner. Ze- Zechid Tzaddik Lavrach, the Rashiva of Kamenetz. He gave me beautiful askamas on my books. He knew my great aunt and she used to feed him when he was in Taravidas. So we go way back. And they asked him, how come before the war and a hundred years ago and two hundred years ago somebody went off the Derech? they said Kaddish. They sat Shiva and they said Kaddish for them and now we're supposed to embrace them with love. See, he said, because when they used to go off the Derech, they left the town, they left the village, you never saw them again. They never came back. They went to the big city, and they were gone. He said, now, most of them come back. How? What can we do? Love and acceptance. Like all the G'daylum, like the Baal Shem Tov said, like the Khazan Ish said, like all of the G'daylum said, love and acceptance brings them back. And we have to make sure that there is nobody in this world who is giving more Nechama to your child than you. They don't feel more comfortable Anywhere else, because if they don't feel comfortable in your home, they will find a home to feel comfortable in. If they don't feel comfortable in your arms, they will find someone's arms to get comfortable in. They have to be the most comfortable, even though, right now, they are in total darkness. the <laughs> sayu times a million. It's unbelievable how confused they can be, but when we do what the Da'as Torah tells us to do, The walls melt, they feel comfortable around us, and then in that relationship of them being comfortable at home, regardless of what they're doing, they will start to open up to you. They will start to go places with you. They will allow you in their lives. They will start to share with you. That's the piece that the outside world is missing. They're putting up walls, and the last person that the kid could share with is mommy and daddy. Why? You're the ones who care about your kid the most. You would die for them. So you gotta live for them. You gotta make them feel so comfortable that they could share with you without saying, so what's bothering you? What's your trauma? What happened to you? Why are you in such a bad mood? No. Let it ooze out of them, which it does when we do the bombs and especially the trip bombs. All the parents constantly say, when do all the secrets come out? When, when they are relaxed? When is, when is the greatest nafshe kshur banafshe happen? On trip bombs. On vacation. It doesn't happen in the hustle bustle of our homes and our lives, even sometimes it could be a long drive somewhere, but when you're a few days away with your kid and you're just doing what we learn to do, what, what you are trained to do, that's when they open up and you start to realize there's, there's a lot of layers to this onion they start telling you stuff and they start watching your reaction to see if you can handle because if you can't handle what's on the outer layers they know that I can't sh- I can never share with you what's going on inside of me inside of them is such pain such confusion that what they say is meaningless their shita that they have today however they feel is not the same way that they're going to feel in a year from now we have so many kids that a year ago were atheists were haters of, of of God, of Yiddishkeit, of the community, and it could be a year or two later, and it's gone. It dissipates. Why? Because of what you're doing. So that's our mission. Our mission is to make sure we're not a mission. Daddy comes home from work. Everybody, careful, get nervous. Mommy comes home from work. Av means parents. We're not taking away anybody's simcha. We're here to be a av, to be their source of the most compassionate being in the world, and that's what our religion is all about. Not to separate ourselves from our children in the name of Hashem. That comes from the Ga'im. The Muslims, their attitude is kill the infidel. The Jewish religion says hug the infidel, because we're goal-oriented. And what a lot of parents do is worse than the Muslims. The Muslims say, blow up the infidel, kill the infidel. What a lot of people do in the name of Hashem is that they make the kid an emotional orphan, ha'av, in the name of Hashem. The Baal said no. The Hazanish said no. All of the thousands of Marimachimus and stories all say, don't be Merachek, your child. Don't do it. No matter where you're from, Svardim, you too. Rebavad's story, amazing. Don't be marachic at all. He gave money to a kid to go to the movies. The kid ended up being a dayan, a judge, a holy rabbi. Why? Because that's what works. Love, acceptance, support, tamicha, it creates connection. Connection flows freely Influence. And people go ahead and they make their kids, even though they're alive and they're at home, and even if the kids are, a lot of parents say, I didn't throw my kid out emotionally, they're orphans. They're walking around. I don't have a mother. I don't have a father who like me. And that's going to a kid who we know now that their behavior comes from trauma. But even if, if not, you could take the healthiest kid you have and behave that way to that kid. It's stabbing them. That's a trauma. It's creating a deeper trauma for them than whatever they went through before. Because I'm abandoned by my mommy and my daddy. And in the name of what? Tyra? then I hate Tyra. Hashem? Then I hate Hashem. I hate whatever is causing you to not be able to like me and every one of you has to admit that your kids are likable to everybody else. Not to you. Not at home because that's a reflection on the way you're looking down. You're disappointed. You're aggravated. You're upset. So they feel that and you get the worst out of them. But all the guys on the street working with the kids, I worked with kids. Bipshulli? Sweethearts. Sweet, messed up kids. I love those guys. Not so crazy about some of you, but kids on the street. I said, we have to love and accept everyone. I love and accept every off the kid that I ever met. I'm working on myself to love the from ones. I'm working on it. Just kidding, it's just a joke. LOL. Thank you. So that's our job, to go ahead and to realize they are likable They're not bad. They're not murderers. They're not hurting anybody. They're not doing it to you, lahachas, to get you angry. It looks like it when you're in a war. That's what happens right away in the first couple of weeks. Right? How long did it take you? A month? Not even. No war. There's just no war. Once you take that out, they're not doing anything lahachas over Pesach, the stories of Shomrim and Hatzalah, of fighting, of of the the terrible stuff that happened in the world Out, out there. TP, I don't know about you, My phone didn't ring. Very, very, very calm. Baruch Hashem. Most of our kids are home, if not all. Calm, happy Pesach. Give a gift before. We made accommodations. We work with them. Okay, in the beginning the first few months, you're getting used to this. After a year, we have no crisis. Even even earlier. That's our job. Good luck. You need it.